From the Duck South Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. We're mass communicating. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. This is the End of the Line Podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. I give it a, uh, a 10. A 10. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. And now, here's your host, Rocky LaFleur. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Also starring Josh Webb, Jake LaTondras, Rob Kroon, David Ellis, and Ramsey Russell. Showtime. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Showtime, everybody! Showtime! Welcome to the End of the Line podcast. I'm Rocky LaFleur in the Duck South Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. Joining me from Jackson, Mississippi, Wes Avant. Wes, it's been a week, brother. How are you? You still alive? I'm still kicking, and it has been a long week. You know, I I love these podcasts. I could do it every night. But uh, it's it's been a week. It's been a week. You know, I went and ate at a restaurant today. Isn't and it weird? It's it's it was the lady sitting next to me. Um, she looked at me and she says, "You ain't got them cooties, do you?" And I said, "You know, uh, <laughs> it, it's funny you ask that because I actually did get tested. I got tested for COVID nineteen." And I said, no, ma'am, I'm good. According to this, in the last 30 days, I, I do not have it. But I could have gotten it on the way in. But nobody was here. But it, it was it was cool. And the very first thing I ordered was a margarita. <laughs> you know? I, I was just he, had to. Was it good? No, it was horrible. And that was the thing. <laughs> I, I've been... I've been a bartender for almost 20 years. You know, I, I gave it up a while back, a long time ago. But, oh, it was so bad. And, and I tipped her so good because I know it's, it's just one of those things. I, I didn't want to come in and be, be a Karen and complain immediately. So I just drank it. <laughs> and, it and, and, and to be such an awful drink, it was the best drink I've had. Does that make sense? <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, it is. It's strange to go into a public place and sit down uh, with other people close by. For and it's been a couple of months. Yeah, I mean, I'm a regular. We have two places that we go to every single week uh, because of kids. They offer uh, kids eat free couple of nights a week, so we go eat at those restaurants. It's cheaper for us, a family of five, to go eat there than buy groceries. But, you know, when you've been away that long and you rejoin uh, what's normal, it's weird. Normal is weird now. Well, it's weird because this is technically not normal. Uh, You you still got you're still a little bit nervous, and people around you are nervous, and the whole thing is is just weird to begin with. You know, when I when I walked into the restaurant, it it it, it looked like an image. You, you you remember 
the the SARS images in in in, in Japan or, or wherever. Everybody's wearing masks. Everybody was wearing a mask. I thought I was going into surgery, and I was simply just getting something to eat. And uh, but they were very professional. I guess that was the weird thing about it is I've I've never been in a situation to where it's it's you walk in and 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 everybody looks like that. And it, I tell you what, it was very hard to understand uh, with the mask on. But you know the food was awesome. It was awesome. I'm I'm very proud. It was weird. I had to go to Ridgeland. You know Ridgeland was open, but everything in Jackson. They don't go live until Friday, I think. I, I really, I'm really not sure. Uh, I go in Walmart today, and I don't know what for my mask I sucked down my throat, but it it must have been just a small little piece of um, cotton or uh, just a piece of that mask down my throat. I sneeze and I cough, and dude, it looked like a cartoon. People clearing away from me. <laughs> right. I mean, if I was yeah. just coughed, I understand taking off, but it was a sneeze and a cough. Yeah, you know, it can't be the 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 COVID. You you did it so. right there, man. Yeah, you oh, did yeah. it. What? Well, yeah, you're you're a big statured guy walking around the mask on. You're coughing and sneezing. It's over with you. You you got the cooties. <laughs> so. Have you have you have you watched any of the Korean baseball? I mean, that that seems like kind of the well. UFC had an event over the weekend, but have you watched any of the Korean baseball? No, I can't say that I actually have. I I, I try I tried earlier, and I noticed that they had a fight. This was a few this was a few weeks ago or, or something. I somebody charged the mound or something or another. But uh, let, let's talk about it. Because it is sports. Well, no, I, I, you know that's what the main thing everybody's talking about right now. That's the sport that they're watching. You know, I've heard from friends that it's hard to follow because you have. You know, listen, this is not meant in a a racial way, but you got Lee, Wang, uh, Chu, Tang. It, it's hard to keep up with names when watching Korean baseball. So I hadn't watched it. I've, I've watched one game. The smog took over. I think that was the first one that aired. They had to shut the game down because it was the smog was so so thick. So let me tell you what I've gotten into since sports have been gone for a while. I started watching these Russian slap contests. Have you ever watched them? Yes, yes. There's one beast on there. He's he's like he's structured like a tank. Like a tank. <laughs> Yeah, he slapped a watermelon and exploded. And I saw a guy. He he looked. He was thinner than me. He just he looked terrible. And uh, I was like, man, I'm praying for this guy. But you know the guy I'm talking about. His hands must be like an encyclopedia book. He just it's, he's crazy. <laughs> it's a sport. Man, he a, he's got the wildest wind up you've ever seen. You know, he takes like two. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm giving up on, on his practice. You know, on his wind up when he when he pats you on the cheek doing his wind up. Look, any, any Russians are batshit crazy anyway when it comes to athletics. Um, I'm not going to get slapped by a Russian guy who who slaps watermelons for fun. Uh, you, you couldn't pay me to do it. 
uh, I know it's not going to end well. It doesn't matter. I mean, I guess I could do it for amount of money. Everybody's got a dollar. Everybody's got a baseline, unless you're jumping in there with Mike Tyson or something. I, I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, those those uh, <laughs> those Russian you slap know, contests. You know, vodka has to be involved. No, who's got to be involved? Vodka. Yeah, there's got to be a oh, lot yeah, of vodka yeah. involved. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They put it on their sores, their wounds, their cuts. Yeah. I'm trying to find out. I'm, I'm looking it up as we talk to see if they're what the rules are. Because I mean, I'm gonna tell you something. If you go too high and hit somebody in the temple, you kill them. Just, I pretty much got. I pretty much. There's got to be. A, there's got to be a placement rule where you hit with your hand. The ru- okay. Th- this is what I've gathered from watching it. You, you can't crow hop. You can't. You can't lead into it. You have to be planted. And you can't hit them in the temple, in the front of the face, by the nose. It has to be square flush with the cheek or the jaw or the ear line. You can ear hole them. How crazy is that? Oh, you wow. Can't have a ball, you can't have a balled up fist. So basically you can bust their drums in Russia, their eardrums, and everything is cool. <laughs> everything, you, you, just, you just permanently, this guy cannot hear again, but you're cool. You want 50 bucks. And a fifth of vodka, you know. Uh, the, <laughs> these are the rules, <laughs> and how I know this is because I'm, I'm the same boat as you, except for I didn't do the Korean baseball because I'm, I'm more I'm more uh, American based, and I'm so excited that they're talking about it coming back the first of July or June. I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. You know, Greg. You sp- <sighs> UFC had a great event over the weekend. I think, uh, you know, they had a COVID positive before that event started, and they didn't shut it down. They're not going to. No, they let it roll. And and another question to you, Greg Hardy fought this weekend, didn't he? He did. He won. Um, Okay. Let's touch on this. Greg Hardy. You're you're a big UFC guy, right? I I am. And uh, I guess I don't condone what Greg did. I'm not not a – in college, I was a Greg fan. In college, I was a big Greg Hardy fan. I mean, I think he made the cover of Sports Illustrated, I believe. I'm I'm trying to remember. He was sacking Tim Tebow. or I I, I can't remember right off the cuff. Maybe I could be wrong. Maybe it was him or – Kentrell Lockett. I, I don't know, but what he did in professional, in football, it set the stage for me. You don't, you don't beat on women. You don't, you don't, you don't do that. And so he's getting the UFC and he's a very dangerous man. And uh, I was shocked, but then again, I'm not shocked that they let him ride with this. Uh, with any type of really real like legitimate training with this guy, he could be a nightmare because he is—he's insane. He's insane. It, am I supporting him at all? Nope. Will I watch it? Well, hell yes, I will. Of course, I'll watch it. It's UFC, and this past UFC was some of the great. <laughs> that last fight was one of the greatest fights I've ever seen. 
you know, they, they called it off. It, 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 the guy was getting pummeled so bad. But, uh, yeah, as far as Greg Hardy's concerned, I think that, that he can't do NFL anymore. Remember his last contract he had with the Dallas Cowboys? It was one year. It was over ten million, over ten million plus for one year, and then he pissed it all away. Yeah, he had he had it made. To fight in the UFC, you 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 almost has to be you almost have to be like a, a marathon runner. You you can't get emotionally higher low, which I'm sure Hardy does to win. Uh, to win the big fight, let's say the the big time. Well, he's really never fought the big the big time fight yet. Um, but do you agree with Hart- that? You gotta. It's got to be a slow, steady pace. Uh, you can't get angry and just you know go psycho. Well, first of all, these athletes. In, in, in UFC, it doesn't even have to be UFC. Let's just say an MMA. Let's say let's go local. Let's go local. I can take somebody here locally in, in, in any state. Just pick one. Take a local person that trains MMA. They're going to be in superior condition. Oh, man. these cats here. Uh, these cats here. Uh, if you if you take the average human and they punch on a punching bag for let's say you do it for five minutes straight, they, they'll tap out at two minutes. A an MMA trained fighter could do that for as long as he basically wanted to, or she. You know, it's they're they're in they're in supreme top shape. Now, can they go out there and beat Usain Bolt at the 100-meter dash? Hell no. But they I guess what I'm saying is they're moving every part of their body to the extreme amount. So, yes, I guess it would be like a marathon because you, you have to pace yourself unless they, really, unless they know their opponent so much to where they can just completely mess them up. They know they can go in at full force like Conor McGregor does. Conor, Conor is wide open from the minute that is let's go. You know he he's in there. Um, he he his respect for opponents is high, but he 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 does what he does because he knows he can whip their ass quickly, and it's also messed him up too. Or you could be like a Nate Diaz. You could be like a Nate Diaz. And sit there and get hit for, you know, five minutes around or whatever it is for how many rounds it is, and you think and you can't knock the guy out, and his he, he's got one of the toughest chins I've ever seen, ever, and he can take the hit and then he'll just turn around and tap you out, and his face looks like a, a riding lawnmower ran over it, and you know, but he wins, and 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 it scares me because these guys. Ten years down the road, is there going to be CTE in there? Is there is is there are they going to get you know punch drunk? You know, like Ali. You know, I don't know. It's it's a really dangerous sport, but I love it. I guess that makes me kind of twisted in a way, but aren't we all? Now, let me see. I, I've always loved boxing. My dad loved boxing in the days of. 
you know, the Saturday night fights that used to come on HBO. Um, we would oh, yeah. watch those. Oh, yeah. I'd watch those with my dad growing up. And, you know, I never, I still love boxing, but I never transferred over to the uh, ultimate fighting. MMA. Yeah. But to me, when I do watch it, when I do sit down and watch it, it's more exciting than boxing, for sure. Well, well, it is because boxing has gotten boring. It's gotten lame. Uh, you know, Floyd Mayweather. Ah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. From there was a there was a boring time from Mike Tyson to Floyd Mayweather. It was. You know, because we were spoiled. You know, we were used to watching this guy from Catskill, New York, come in there at 21 years old and go up to anybody and just completely, you know, end their entire bloodline in seconds. <laughs> and I mean, literally, in seconds. Just completely mess them up where they don't even box again, you know. And then you get to Floyd Mayweather and. We were so spoiled in our generation, we were used to seeing him slug it out, slug it out. Floyd dances around the ring and, 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 and points. He points. He, he jabs. He uppercuts. He's going to do that. He's going to point you out. And, and uh, it's, now that in itself is an art form. Um, he's the most talented person ever at doing what he does. Now, if you were to go up to Floyd Mayweather and say, okay, we're taking away you from pointing. Now you've got to go toe-to-toe. You have to go toe-to-toe. If that happens, Manny Pacquiao would knock him out in the third round the last time they fought. Third round. That's just how I see it. That's right. the transition. I'm being, I'm being for real here, and that was the difference between what we grew up with to what we have now. You know that that's the reason Floyd Floyd Mayweather Jr. is like hell yeah I'll fight Conor McGregor, put gloves on, I'll dance around the ring, I'll point his ass out, I'll wind him down, and then I'll knock him out. Well, they called the match that he was about to get knocked out, and you know, on the same note, you don't see Floyd Mayweather saying hey I'm going to go to the octagon because he knows it would not last more than a minute. Conor McGregor in the octagon would would literally make Floyd Mayweather eat out of a straw for McDonald's the rest of his life in under a minute. No doubt about it. Was there any? Right, let me ask you this: Is there anybody as good uh, or better than Mike Tyson at his peak? No, because I, I know you've been you've been posting a lot. Tyson has posted some training videos, doing some things for charity. But you know, it's got me thinking back to the late '80s, early '90s when he was fighting, and you know, there were there were three or four fights. I remember as a kid, we we would drive all the way to my dad's office to watch Tyson fight, and you're literally there fifteen minutes because the fight was over in forty seconds, well, minute and a half. Let me, let, let, let me. Here's the deal with that. Your boxing enthusiasts, your real enthusiasts that understand boxing, and this is one thing I know a lot about, football, baseball, boxing. I'm getting there with golf, but those three, I got it. 
I'd like to say I have it, but um, a, a boxing purist will tell you that Tyson really didn't have anybody to fight. He mowed through subpar talent. Well, the last I checked, he did just that. He mowed through them. Mowed through them like it was nothing. Absolutely nothing. Now, your question was, at his peak, was he the best? I could argue Roy Jones Jr. I could also argue the the late, great, in my opinion, greatest boxer of all time, Rocky Marciano. Uh, you notice I did not mention Muhammad Ali. Uh, yeah. Muhammad Ali, he was great through his entire career. I, I don't really think, you know, there was times that he lost, and but I think his peak was his entire career. Uh, the guy, the guy did his own thing. He he was just amazing. Uh, Tyson definitely had a peak, but what I'm what I'm what I'm loving yeah, Tyson, about Tyson Tyson lost his damn mind. Well, wouldn't you? Okay, he was he was brought up in Catskill, New York, off the streets, and he basically fought. That's what he did as a kid. He got spotted, and uh, they brought him in. Said, "Hey, we're going to turn you. Not only do you you really don't have a father figure, you don't have a family. So, boxing was his family." That's what people don't understand. Boxing was his family. And when Cus died, he lost part of that. And then Don King sucked him in into this bullshit. And he started buying tigers, limousines with waterfalls in it. This is a real story. Limousines with waterfalls in it, like miniature waterfalls. Um. <clears throat> Just weird shit, and he, it, he and then the whole rape scandal, which till this day I, I don't know how the lady after Tyson served this time they come to find out he didn't rape the lady. How this isn't I, it, the whole thing was wild, and then the, the whole Buster Douglas thing. It, it's he he lost his mind. Let's 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 reverse back to let's let's look at the great Evander Holyfield. If I'm going to have a top five or top six, Evander Holyfield is in that list. He's in that list. He's in that list. I want to. He had a tough head, and I'm about I'm about to I'm about to touch on that. Evander Holyfield. If you look at that fight when Tyson went crazy and bit his ear off. Nobody ever wants to talk about the headbutts the entire time before that. Evander Holyfield kept headbutting Tyson He because Tyson was getting on the inside. He was getting on the inside. And, and, and the only thing that Holyfield could do was headbutt his ass. And Tyson had enough of it, and he bit his damn ear off and spit it on the ground. Uh, was that crazy? Hell yes, it was crazy. Craziest thing I've ever seen. Not from actually, that's not the craziest thing I've seen from Tyson. Believe it or not, 
Um, I saw him in the middle of a match just sit down and quit. I saw that. I think it was against Francis Bosa. I can't remember the name. Oh, man. He was towards the end of his career. He just sat down and quit. He said he had had enough. But, you know, to get back to it, I think that's when he lost his mind because he was so bad off on drugs. He was taking all these medications. Uh, Did you ever hear the story about Brad Pitt? Brad Brad Pitt and was messing around with his ex-wife. True story. Brad Pitt drove up with his ex-wife in their in a, in a Bentley or some shit, pulled up, and Brad sit in the car. And she goes, "Well, Mike's not here." Mike comes walking outside, and Brad Pitt is sitting in the car, and he said, "I'm going to lock the doors." And she said, that, that can't help you right here. <laughs> and Brad said, and, and listen to the interview, Brad Pitt goes, well, I guess this is the way I'm going to go out. He said that Mike Tyson was so soft-spoken, you know, and shook his hand and everything. He went about his way. And that was, and, and Brad said that was one, one of the uh, TKOs that Tyson did not get. It's an excellent story. I love listening to it because, you know, the way that Brad tells it. But, uh, yeah, he lost his mind, and now he's coming. He's he's rejuvenating what he's doing. Now, I want to set the record clear. I've, 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 I've made all these posts, and all these people are getting on there saying, well, Tyson is broke. He's, he's coming back because, no, bullshit. What happened was, First of all, Mike Tyson has over 40 acres of marijuana fields. He's making a I killing. Said, you know, every time I say hear people talk about marijuana doesn't have negative effects, jeez, I want to point them toward Tyson. There's, there's a poster child for it. Yeah. Tyson loved yeah. marijuana more than oof, a lot of things. But him and his doves. He loves his, well, his pigeons. Um. I'm serious. He's such a weird entity. You know, if 5'11 or 5'10, 240 pounds, would rip your face off, he goes up there and pets a pigeon and grows marijuana. But, you know, what I'm getting at is, you know, people are saying, well, Tyson's making this comeback because he's broke. Well, that's, like I said, it's bullshit. He was on the Joe Rogan show, and Joe Rogan went after the show and said, Mike Tyson, you're kind of chubby, man. I don't ever think we'll get back to that, you know, Tyson. And Tyson said, well, I'm going to I'm gonna get in shape and I'm going to come back and knock somebody out and I'm going to come on your show and call you a dumbass. Well, <laughs> look at what Tyson has done. Uh, he looks like he's 25 years old with his gray beard. He's explosive as ever. Uh, does that mean that he's going to get back on the circuit in box? No. Lord, no. He couldn't go, he couldn't last nine, ten rounds with Josh Alexander, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. We all know that. But in those first three rounds, he could probably knock all three of their asses out. So that brings, brings up another thing. So these crazy idiots out of Australia, I think, you know me, I've been covering this. These crazy idiots out of Australia 
they're rugby players. You know, they're tough as nails. They get beat up. Uh, they're legends, and they have challenged Mike Tyson for a bare knuckle fist fight for one million dollars. Um, this is probably the worst thing that could ever happen. Um, you give Tyson in his shape right now and how good he looks. He he might literally handicap somebody. So that that to all the listeners out there, that's not happening. Tyson is not going to fight bare knuckle. He'll do exhibition matches. And what he's mainly doing this for is for himself. He's humble. He's 53. He just wants to get back in shape. He got tired of being called a, a pothead fat ass. True story. He just wanted to get back in shape. You know, the man is not struggling for money like people say. You know how much money it probably – I don't know because I don't smoke marijuana, but how, how much money would it take to actually operate a 40-acre pot field? I, I don't know. Can you imagine that? How, how much does it take in the Mississippi Delta to operate at 40 acres of corn or cotton? It's, it's, uh, it's a lot of money. Yeah, corn's about 500 an acre, five to six. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you gotta do you have remember his wife's name? What was his name? Wife's name? Trivia question. Oh man, my God! I'm I, I'm, I just uh, I, I know two facts that I remember about her. The, 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 I was thinking about him when you brought her up. If you hadn't asked me, I'd have told you immediately. Uh, she's so pretty. Uh, yeah, she was a pretty pretty bro. Um, um, pretty lady. Uh, she was on. I'll, t- I'll tell you one little. It was Robin Givens. And at the time ah. that she was married to Tyson, she was in that '80s show called Head of the Class. Do you remember it? I do remember that. Yes. Yes. Head and then the later on, as her as her career kind of started fading a little bit in the '90s, I do remember this. I have not seen it, but I remember she posed in Playboy. I I missed that issue. <laughs> I I totally missed that issue. Hey, you speaking of Playboy, you know, all the heroes used to go pose in Playboy in the eighties and nineties. Uh all of the women that you as a young man salivated over. Speaking of, uh the other night, I guess it was a week ago, Carmen Electra made her appearance on um the Last Dance. You remember she dated Dennis Rodman? Yes. Dude, I think yes. she looks better now than she did in the 90s. Well, she's Carmen Electra. Um, she's Carmen Electra. She's... <laughs> okay, prime example. And and those... In the, and when she was around, Jenny McCarthy was also McCarthy. a Playboy model. Jenny McCarthy looks better now than she ever did. Uh, Christina Applegate, which is older than all of them, never posed in Playboy, and she looks better now than, in my opinion, ever. I guess because I'm getting older, but yes. You know, back then you had, oh my gosh, Carmen Electra, Jenny McCarthy, the great, the great, God bless your soul, Anna Nicole Smith. You know how I feel about Cindy Crawford. All these models 
and I got into an argument on Facebook about it. All these were other other than Carmen. Oh, I forgot about Pamela Anderson. But all these models yeah. were a little bit thicker. In in the in the world of supermodel, they labeled them thick because they weighed around one thirty to one forty. These ladies today weigh ninety to a buck ten. So I grew up with full-figured women, you know, beautiful, and they're beautiful today. But in those days, yeah, they were just knock knocked down. I mean, what's the word I'm looking for? Knockouts, knockouts. But yeah, Car Carmen Electra, I always wondered about that because she she dated some some wild. It, oh, another yeah. one that she. Outside of Rodman, she she dated two more. It was a drummer, uh, man, one of these big bands. It's not Motley Crue. Right offhand, one of the listeners, if you tell me who it is, because I'm not going to Google it out of principle, because I don't want to win every time. But <laughs> who was it? But uh, yeah. But will we ever have that era again? Like the '80s pinups, I don't know. That's that's a really good question. Because you notice they really didn't use back then uh, the Botox thing, and you know all they did was you didn't have the airbrush makeup and all that stuff. I really don't know how the ladies do it today. No knock on you, you're all beautiful, and I love you to death. But that's what I like in the '80s and '90s. That's what hey, I remember, well, actually. Hey, Wes, while we were sitting here talking, I want, to, I want to bring this up because it's a nice segue in what we're about to go into anyway. Clay Travis just made a post to Twitter. He said, wild, wild stat for you, Italy and Spain with de death rates seven times California's per million residents have all reopened their country while California remains closed. And... It, L.A. is planning on staying closed until August. This is truly insanity. I agree with him. How can you make that call three months out from right now? Well, it's their, it's their mentality. It's, the, it's their Wouldn't mentality. Wouldn't it be a month-by-month -month deal, man? That, that's absolutely nuts. Well, let, let's, let's touch on in, in the past two months of history of the lunacy that California has done. They passed a bill to pay illegal immigrants. Think about this. People that do not belong in our country because they don't have a job, they now getting money from the state of California. So anything that they're doing makes sense to them. It To me... It's absurd. To you, it's absurd. And what I'm about to tell you is absurd. We think they are crazy. But here's the thing that's weird about it. They think we are crazy because we think it's wrong that they're giving money to illegal aliens. I, my brain cannot wrap around this, Rocky. I cannot... I have gone on Facebook. I've gone, and, and you know, I, ha I still haven't gotten a Twitter feed yet, and I need to, but I'm going to wait till we get to develop the name of the show 
because that's what I'm going to use as the handle. But I just cannot wrap my head around this, what they're doing out there in California. It's politics. Uh, it's all politics against Trump. That That is – listen, I'll come out and say it. That is pure – political against trump what what new york and michigan and california are doing it is look every data and fact point the opposite of what they're doing but he, look it kind of leads us into some of the a couple i was looking at those questions that were posted um on your timeline and you know the very first one was was our good friend my best friend goose garrett carver garrett 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 yeah, he's asking about upcoming high school football season. He, I, I know you've got a lot to say about it, I'm gonna, so I'm going to get my couple of sentences out of the way. I think that it's going to be played, and yeah. I think it's – look, if we have a – if this virus comes back, it's going to be uh, toward the end of October, November, December – so, you know, most of your, especially private schools, where I know Garrett's son is playing, it, it's going to be just about over with anyway. You're you're going to get that August, September, most of October in, I think. You know, if it does has to, if it does have to be sh- shut down, it's going to be toward the that time period, like I'm talking about November. But you don't have but what two or three games left in November right. in private school. Right. Well, Taylor. Uh, what's up, Taylor Quick? How are you doing? I promise you, once we go live, you're one of the first guests I want on the show. Great guy. Uh, he's my go-to when it comes to high school sports. He actually answered Garrett's question. He said, MHSAA released a statement the other day stating we could begin athletic activities on June 1st, unless told otherwise between now and then. Now, this is my thoughts on that. It would be awesome. But I have questions. Are they going to allow family to watch? I mean, that's what high school sports is all about, is the family atmosphere, the cheering. If you don't have have the kids' families there, it's more like a jamboree. Yeah, it's not like um, it, college sport. It's not like college sports or professional sports. You where right. you're you're there for the kids and the the family and the friendships. Right. Yeah, we that, all have a, that is a great great question, Wes. Yes, we all have. You're taking out the atmosphere. Let, let let's look at this from a broad perspective here. Okay, we have football. We do this, which I dearly want. But we can't be in, 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 in areas and mass people. So that means you've automatically taken out the most important thing. If you're a football player, a basketball player, is, is a pep rally. You, The cheerleaders sitting out there with their pom-poms cheering you on. The, all the gymnasium packed to, to pep you up for the next game. It's completely dead. Nothing. You're going to jump on a bus, roll down there, no family watching, and you're going to jamboree. You're going to play somebody. It's 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 gonna they're gonna they're gonna have to do something. They're gonna have to be innovative on how they do this. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't have the answers, but you got to have family there. 
and college sports, we can get away with it because it's televised. We have billion-dollar oh, yeah. contracts, but not in not it, not on the high school. The high school now, if low. you're in, yeah, if you're in te- Texas, this is the difference between Mississippi and Texas. If if you're in the state of Texas or Florida, all those damn high school games are televised. Doesn't matter what it is, they're televised. So in Mississippi, um, Carroll Academy is not televised when it plays Pillow. Well, actually, you know what? It is now. Let's take that back. Some of the larger schools are. It is. I was going to say Deer Creek and somebody in Leak is not televised. Manchester, you know, it's it's certain teams are, but that's man. They're they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to do something. Maybe, maybe I could see a situation to where they gap you out and they say, hey, spread you, you have to wear gloves. Yeah. Yes, spread, spread you out. Gloves. You got to wear gloves. You got to wear mask. a mask. You can be here. We're going to put you and separate you. Um, I can see a situation that unfolding. Because right now, and this does not pertain to it, but it actually does. Major League Baseball, and it's, that's such a great question, Rocky, that, that Garrett asked. Major League Baseball is actually looking at doing that. And they are going to set the precedent because if Major League Baseball comes back, it's own, brother. Every sport's coming back. And they are already saying they are coming back. We already have NASCAR coming up this this Saturday, I believe. Ice hockey's coming back, you know, which we discussed on our first podcast. It was ridiculous that that NASCAR was even banned. It was not banned, but they stopped it from the beginning because you're going 200 miles an hour in a hot car by yourself. But yeah, good question, Garrett. And 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 I'm with you, brother. We it's, there's no pain. It, it, you watch your kid grow up. You're with him through the through the two a days, the blood, sweat, and tears, the injuries, the victories, and then turn around and get your Caesar senior season ripped from you. Um, personally, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to go with Taylor Quick on this. Uh, like he that he's the insider on this. He would know. He's a coach. Uh, I'm going to go with it now. How what we do with the fans? That's another thing to be. There's something for us to talk about. We have until June 1 to talk about it. So, Rocky, I think that's where you and me can get some answers. Excellent question. Yeah, that's a great one. Let's see. One down this list, Wes. Yeah, I think we just talked about the Bert listed um, Three schools from out in California. Yeah, those schools aren't going to be playing football until um, until their state opens back up. I know that for sure. Mark Emmer right. gave a gave a speech today, and you know he's leaving it kind of what he should have said last Friday in that press release that he put out last Friday night. But he's leaving it up to the states whether or not. Right. I can tell you right now. All of the SEC school, maybe with the exception of Kentucky, because they have a little bit of a uh, liberal governor. Yeah, you can say it. Now (laughs) it's out there. 
It's not, but, but but see, here's the thing: the SEC will uh, the money's there, so that governor might just say, eh, eh, "Let's go with the contract that they've already signed." I love this next question. It's talking about will will we ever migrate away from Facebook platform like we did MySpace? And oh, the old man. days of MySpace. Who who asked who asked that question? That's a good one. Who was the was one? That, who was the one? Who was the one person that everybody was friends with on MySpace? Uh, Do you remember his name? Tom. Was it Tom? <laughs> you got yeah. it. You're yeah. Good on trivia. Okay. Tonight. Well, I'm 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 looking at this right now. Okay, Andy Spencer. He asked this question. That's a really good question. Will we ever migrate away from Facebook? Um, you know, actually, I've thought about this, and it's it's not a rhetorical question. It's a legitimate question because a majority, and yes, I say this, a majority of the people on Facebook are older. Uh, the younger generation now uses the China-backed TikTok that I'm highly against, and they Snapchat. That's what they do. Um, it's very controversial. We talked about it in our previous podcast, but a unanimous guy or lady, an entity, uh, very powerful, said that they wanted to strip this Facebook mindset away because it is a leftist-driven platform. They monitor everything you do. It doesn't matter now. As a matter of fact, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, and I can say this because this is not Facebook, and he's not going to delete this. So kiss my ass. So Mark Zuckerberg said that he was going to limit and delete people that said they were against staying at home during this COVID. Like people that want to go back to work, if they if they talk about it. If they make groups, they're going. He's going to take it down. So this entity, this person, who is obviously very powerful, don't know their name. They said that they wanted to create a new social platform. So Andy, your question is answered to this. I believe it will happen. I believe that Facebook will eventually phase out to some point. And be a completely political platform, in my opinion. I'm making a prediction right now. It's going to be something of that nature. It's it's going to be a, a force that we, uh, you know what, and they might even charge for it. And the minute that Facebook opens up a monthly bill for you to be on Facebook, that's the end of Facebook. We have proven that during all of this, we we can we can work we can we can work this out so i think that there will be and that's just merely my opinion because i've done so much research into it uh, i think it will be the next myspace because there's always something different out there but the question is the next the next platform that comes out people are going to be so nervous about it because of how facebook takes all your information what's your birth what's your birthday where do you live who do you like where do you work? Where were you born? They monitor what you watch. Try it, Rocky. 
get on Facebook. Well, don't do it because then you'll get hit up with it. But anybody else, if you want to, get on there on you on Facebook and then just type in Nike shoes or something else. You will get Nike ads for the next three months. It's just pretty wild. It's pretty wild how they watch you. How they watch you. Right so now. Feel that right now, there's two things that could save Facebook. One, they could do a revenue sharing stream with their users. Facebook is quickly becoming a video platform. But do you notice how many people are going to uh, a lot more YouTube than Facebook when it comes to videos? Look, YouTube's always well, yeah. been around. It's already been big. But from I think a, Facebook, Facebook owns them. Facebook owns them, no, I believe. Google, Google owns them. Mm. Yeah, that's Google it. Owns Google, YouTube. Google, Google. So the reason YouTube is so attractive to people that produce popular video is because they do a revenue um, sharing stream with the producers of the content, and right. Facebook has never. And, you know, if a video is getting a lot of views, guess what? They throw a video, they throw a commercial up in it themselves. You know, if I put up a video, let's say it gets a million views. You know, if you make, let's just say, on a, on a video like that, uh, $10,000 in ad revenue. Right. You know, the person that created that content, you, you, I'm not trying to sound like a communist or, but, you know, that's why YouTube does share part of that revenue stream with its content producers. Right. And, you know, when it comes to the showing aspects of your life, it just goes back to what you said. Mostly older users on Facebook. Most of your younger people have gone to Snapchat or TikTok. Uh, Instagram. TikTok is the, oh my Lord. Yep. You still have to have an avenue of showing, uh, kind of micro-blogging what's going on in your life at that moment. And, and what I'm saying is there's other, other better avenues to do that, like Instagram. You know, the... But the, it, it, whatever Facebook screwed up the news feed of what you wanted to see, you know, they, they're I'm, I'm like now, like if I got on Facebook right now, I don't spend a lot of time on there anymore. I spend a lot of time on Twitter. But if you go to Facebook, I'm still seeing stuff from Monday. What What is today? Tuesday night? I'm seeing stuff from Sunday and Monday in my news feed. Yeah, it's got a lot of social interaction on it, but I've already seen it. I don't need to see it again. Right. There's a. Give me. There's a. They have a place. Click, I don't want to click. I don't want to click most recent yeah. because because right. it's just so much. You get every little shared, you know, one sentence, blah blah blah, one picture. They, they've got to get the news feed figured out. They've got to get it figured out. If they don't, they're dead. I think they're. I think they're. They're 
they're dead anyway. Uh, it's they're they're not the monopoly. Well, they are the monopoly right now. Yes, they they are. That's crazy for me to say that they they are the monopoly right now. But uh, this hold up, this just popped up. Seth Thomas said, "Will we ever resort back to face to face communication?" It's getting to the point where actual audible speech is no longer needed. <laughs> you know, and that's a good, good, good question, Seth. That is the reason that I do my Facebook lives. Um, I, I want to face. I want. I, I want to be able to to talk. I want. I want. I want a face behind it. Uh, maybe that could be the new social media platform. Is a live feed platform. I I don't know, I don't know, but yeah, it's 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 gotten to a point now to where you this 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 Facebook has uh, completely maneuvered millions and millions and millions of people to think one way when it's completely false. It's completely false. You know, it's, uh, you could say, "Hey, man, the the moon is out, and the moon looks really pretty. It's a it's a grayish white." And and somebody on Facebook, if they read it, said, "No, it's it's blue." They would say, "No, it's it's blue. I read it on Facebook." No, look at the damn moon. It's gray. No, no, it's blue. Trust me, I read it. <laughs> that's that's where we're at. It's a weird. It's a weird time. You know, I'm, I'm kind of thankful that I did not have social media back in high school and junior high. I, di I did wish I had Google because I would be a damn doctor right now. But, uh, you know, but uh, that's where I stand you know, at. The last time that MySpace sold... The thing that I always find interesting, interesting facts, but, you know, I want to say MySpace, the, the last time it sold, and it was kind of there at the, when Facebook is coming in, all the cool kids are on Facebook in college around 2005, six. You know, they were lucky enough to, to sell MySpace at that point. I want to say it was they got five or $600 million or something like that. Oh, but, change. <laughs> and you know the the thing about it was the people that bought MySpace, they didn't buy it to keep MySpace going on for eternity in hopes that it keeps growing and you know we're we're gonna be better than Facebook. No, that was wasn't the whole point. They bought your content because usually the thing about it is your likes twenty years ago, you know your are your same likes today. And at some point, they're going to be able to offer unique advertising to just you. And based on your likes that you gave and information that you gave on MySpace 20 years ago. You like duck hunting? You know what? 20 years from now, the chances of you like liking duck hunting still probably still the case. Right. So you're I able agree totally. to... You're able to offer that unique targeted advertising to each user and their, you know, the user experience. So it's because if you get advertising when it's done, 
in the ways that they're trying to do it these days, it's just not this this mass advertising like in the old days when we used to watch TV. Everybody had to watch the same commercial. You know, advertising these days is so um, history based on what you've done around the internet. So you got targeted advertising in your feed. My advertising is different from yours, um, and it you know. When, when you have people advertising to you about things that you're interested in, you're, you're likely to click on it. And, and those, those ads are so much more valued, valuable. Just to, they'll, you, businesses will pay more for those ads because they know that they're going to get clicked on. Right. That's why you've got cookies chasing you all over the Internet. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. You know, uh, look on here. Being and, stored on your device. Anyway. Well, I, I had one last question on here that uh, Bill Jackson, one of my dear friends, asked. And this is right up your alley, actually. And so I want you to speak on this because I know where I stand on it. And you're, you're, you're a hunter and you know your weapons. He said 9mm versus 45. That's 9mm. Okay, explain. And and, and it, it's more um, that's more environment than it is any facts to ba- back it up. That's just what I grew up with around my with my dad. Um, it's just something that's sentimental to me. The nine millimeter. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have both. I have an M one nine eleven A one Colt forty five. I've got, let's see, a CZP07 9mm. I've got a couple of Glocks. Uh, it's, it's, I, I carry, I, I have uh, the CZ with me, the, the 9mm. I carry it with me and on around town. If I'm going on a road trip, I carry my Colt 45 because that, that, that bullet, that that massive grain bullet, uh, what is it, 230 grain bullet? I I can't remember. Uh, that's the reason. Uh, they're both great weapons. Would I ever go outside of that, like a 40 caliber? No, I, I can't do a 40 caliber. My granddaddy always told me, Bill. Uh, good question. My granddaddy always told me that if it's coming down to where the military's taking over or you're getting stormed by another country, you can find nine millimeter and forty five ammunition and twenty two caliber all day long. Uh finding a ten millimeter, a three fifty seven sig or forty cal is gonna be kinda hard to find. You know. That's the reason I stay away from sixteen gauge shotguns and shit like that. You know, I'll have a twelve gauge, eight seventy express whatever the new ones are not worth crap but that's what i do so that's a great question bill hey wes i saw that you made that post about the way too early baseball ranking for next year yes and i can't i can't believe that you didn't just get gobbled up by that post so that same ranking was posted on twitter i've told you that the (laughs) 
the dogs of the East, Mississippi State, East Mississippi, that is, are savage on Twitter, right? Anything that hints toward Ole Miss being maybe just a little better here and there, every once in a while, the Mississippi State in baseball, they go crazy. Well, baseball is their thing, man. Oh, uh, yeah. And, yeah. and I, I'm going to tell you, I, I, it is legit. They have a, they've got a thing going on over there. Oh, good Lord, that stadium. It's uh, its unbelievable. It's beautiful. Look, the, the thing I'll never slight Mississippi State about, and everybody knows this, I love Mississippi State baseball. You give a damn about your football team. They could fall off tomorrow. They could fall off a cliff, and I, I don't care, literally. But baseball, I grew up going with my uncle to, to baseball games in Starkville. Love Mississippi State baseball. But I, I love seeing state baseball Twitter just go crazy. And this is one of those articles, like and we talked about one a couple of weeks ago, I think. But this is one that got posted to Twitter. Dude, it, it almost took Twitter down. Well, <clears throat> let, let's be real here. And we're we're just talking historically in the past few years. Uh, it, when you have two rivals like that, and you know Mississippi State had the great Ron Polk, they had Thunder and Lightning, they had all these great teams. Do you know how many World Series they have? Championships. They have the same amount as Ole Miss. They have zero. None. None. You cannot have a trophy for going to Omaha. I hear it every year. We're going to Omaha. We're going to Omaha. Bullshit. I, I want to hear I want to win the championship. And that was the reason when a couple of weeks ago there was people saying, there was organizations saying Ole Miss is the national championship. Uh, they won it in baseball. They didn't win nothing. You get you got to you got you got to play the sport. No, no, Miss. They will try to hang a banner though. You you got to. Uh, no, you gotta I, agree I don't with think. That. I don't, they, I, not with this new, not with this new chancellor. He he doesn't do that crap. Uh, he he doesn't do he doesn't do all that. He's he's a different entity all himself. Uh, look, look at okay, especially athletic director athletic director there in Carter. Look at how many coaches got fired. He he spun heads. He they, he doesn't play that crap. Um it's a whole different mindset over there. And if like I want to reiterate this for anybody listening, I don't care what you've done or how it's been done or how you're going to do it. Ole Miss and Mississippi State share one thing in common. They have zero national championships in baseball. So You're there you have it. Tonight. I will it's, give them this, thing. man. I, I think in I think it was eighty six. They should have won that one. They should have, but they did. Yeah, when uh, the ball went off the pitcher's foot, I can't remember the I name. Agree. I can't recall I off agree. the top of my brain. That's the one they should have won. I agree. Just like Arkansas, uh, oh, Arkansas. a couple of years ago, all four of them stand around and couldn't hit a damn pop fly, and they no, lost no, no, the they, series. They couldn't catch that pop fly. 
They got fourth and 25. They deserve that, though. We all know they were the world champions that year. They were the best team in baseball. They just couldn't catch a damn pop fly. Now to get to get to get back with the with the the whole number four setting, I'm going to be real with you, and I'm not a homer. I'm being legit. I'm being real. That is actually not good enough. I believe that Ole Miss team should be around two or three, especially if they get back. Well, I know they're going to lose Tyler Keenan, but if they if they get back, the, the, they're going to have. And you heard this from me. Anybody listening? That pitching staff from Ole Miss is going to be lights out. You have already a first-round draft pick on there that turned it down. And Gunner, he's coming back. And then Doug McKaysey, he's going to be a first-rounder. They've got a good pitching staff now. And they also have bats. They have the, the real-life John Crook, Kale Baker there. He's just rough around the age, rough around the edges. They're, they're a really good team. If Servideo comes back, they, they're solid. Now, let's get to Mississippi State. They lose their two ace-in-the-hole pitchers instantly. That What you need in college baseball is pitching. You've got to have pitching. If you don't have pitching, you're not going to do shit. I don't care if you have 47 Mark McGuire's on your team and you all hit home runs. If you cannot pitch, they're going to outscore you. They're going to bust you up. I, I think, and this is no, this is no bad juju, no bad talk. But I think this year, um, I was telling one of my friends on Facebook, Chase. Hey, Chase, if you're listening. Uh, we both agree this is going to be the year that we know just how good the skipper is at Mississippi State. He's going to have to come. He's going to have to overcome adversity. When you lose J.T. Ginn, who, in my opinion, was probably one of the best pitchers in college baseball, he's gone. They lose their other pitcher. It, it, it's they're going to they're going to have to readjust. And this this SEC conference. I'm going to say it right now, and I do not care what people think. This is how I think about it. SEC baseball is tougher to play in than SEC football because there's not one team that can whoop your ass like in Alabama. Actually, most of the teams in SEC can whip your ass. And what's kind of weird best, is – sure. And what's kind of weird is – Alabama has never been known to whip your ass. But this coming up season, mark my words, Rocky, Alabama's going to turn some heads. They're going to be good. They're going to be good in baseball. And what I mean by good is they're going to be a little bit a little bit above 50%. But they're going to be good. Oh, I love talking about baseball. I could do this all night. Oh, man, I could do it all night. It's my thing. Well, I mean, you... Let's go through it real quick, real fast. LSU, Arkansas, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. That's five SEC West, uh, Alabama and Auburn. Auburn, those six out of the um, six out of the top seven 15. SEC West teams are top 15 right there. All then right. on the other Basically. side, you got Florida. Florida's number one in America. No, yeah, number one. Um, Georgia, which was top five this year. Right. 
Georgia peaks high, goes low, peaks high again. It, they swing high and low. Um, South Carolina is pretty, for the past couple of years, hadn't had a good team, but usually really good. Vanderbilt's always in the top five. Man, it, it is. Van, Vanderbilt's fun. always top two, top two in America. Uh, they won a national championship not too long ago. Vanderbilt goes off, and this is what I, I'm so glad you mentioned this. Ooh, I want to get this off the back. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'm just real quick. If they lose that pitching, if they if they can keep that pitching at Vanderbilt together, the Florida Vanderbilt matchup next year will it will be like the the World Series in college baseball. It, it's going to be unbelievable. Well, see, here's the thing. Uh, you're, you're allotted 11 scholarships, basically half scholarships or whatever it is in, in baseball. There's a loophole in Vanderbilt. They use their education, and they actually have 26 scholarship players on their baseball team. They are loaded. They, yeah, they Stanford used lottery scholarships. Correct. Uh, Stanford used to do the same. Uh, the same thing. LSU used to do it. Uh, Vanderbilt is completely loaded. Uh, they are the closest thing that you could get to a Triple A Major League Baseball team. Not even kidding. And one thing that I do want, and we're we, we're going to talk about this later, because I have bullet points I want to touch on, but. I cannot stand the World Series out in Omaha in the middle of damn nowhere. It, it, it needs to be rotated. It needs – I would love to have uh, – just to have the – to have the World Series in Atlanta or Florida or anywhere in the Carolinas. No, Cape Cod. You know, but but it's out in the middle of nowhere. Have you ever been out there? There's nothing, nothing. You can get you a steak, watch you watch you some baseball, and then you can go fly a kite. <laughs> There's nothing to do. Uh it's it's that's that's just a bullet point. I went off on a on a tangent, but it's just my no, baseball I mean, path. Nearly- you know, you know, Ole Miss by far is the most le- least. Of, they do more with less than any other school. I try to explain this to every, you know. There's a num- there are a number of schools that get scholarship advantages in baseball. Uh, even Mississippi State, even falling in the state of Mississippi, has more of an advantage than Ole Miss. Now, it is an advantage given by the governing body of Mississippi State. But, you know, they offer any state that um, touches Mississippi, those kids only have to pay in-state tuition, Mississippi in-state tuition. I don't know why Ole Miss doesn't do it, but they don't. But, you know, even Mississippi State has an advantage over Ole Miss when it comes to getting baseball players. Why well, one those numbers thing, are so low? Because you know it, it's not 1980 anymore. You don't you have more than a hundred people sitting in the stands. It's a revenue generating sport. All for the scholarships. Good lord. 
Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on this very quickly because I know we're running deep into this podcast, but I want to touch on this very quickly. Um, I was asked by one of my friends, and they said, Wes, you know a tremendous amount about sports. Tell me about how Ole Miss is able to get these baseball players each year with their facilities being outdated and being the town. They're just a football town. You know, the number one uh, tailgating uh, place in America, it, it, hands down. And I said, well, it's very simple. Um, it's Bianco. When you and, and a lot of people don't realize this, if you are an elite catcher, an elite pitcher, an elite shortstop, you don't go to play for a school. You go to play for Bianco. That's a true story. They know that he puts the best of the best into the big leagues, and they go and play for him. That's the advantage of having that guy like that. And then they turn around and say, well, he doesn't have any World, Cherry, any World Series championships. I'm going to go to Mississippi State. I'm like, well, they don't either. So what, what's your point? They have the same amount as Ole Miss. You have to – in this day and age, these kids, they go to their positions of what the skipper can put them into the major leagues, the, the, the quickest and the fastest. That's the reason that Ole Miss, it's no coincidence, over the past couple of years or a few years, four years, five years, have had top recruiting classes, hands down, because Bianco has put them into the major leagues. You know, <clears throat> that, that's just that's the mindset of baseball. Football is different. College football is different. You know, you, you don't go to a coach because he's great with tight ends. You don't go to a coach. You, you go there because you're going to be on television. You're going to be seen every weekend. You're going to develop a fan base. But baseball has so many different scouting systems. They have so many different people watching your every move because it's a mathematical sport. That's the reason I love it. It's a game of inches. Like I said, with Arkansas messing up with the pop flat, cost them a national championship. It's it's just different. You know, that's that's basically where I can go at with that. Um, we could get into the minor leagues, which is a whole different ball game. You know, when they open up all the are we gonna have minor league baseball in Pearl, Mississippi? Are the fans, because they 100% depend on the fans, are the fans going to be there? If they're not, because they're not going to televise the Pearl Braves uh, for the world to see, they might do it locally, but who the hell is going to tune in? The Pearl Braves might get crushed from this. Several, several minor league clubs might go under. It just depends on who has the big cap. So. That's we could. That's another rabbit hole we can get into. But right now, I just select not to do it because I could go on for another hour. Yeah, we've run a little past, but that's okay. Not doing but one a week right now. That's fine. So, but I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, me you, you you brought up something real quick before we leave. Bartender for twenty years, you said. Yeah. Yep. Wow, little over, little over twenty, and I've I've have been. Oh man, let's see, I've been everywhere from St. Louis to Florida to Mississippi, just 
in between in between and it's and and I'll tell you and I love each and every one I've developed some of the best friendships of all time I've developed friends with judges lawyers surgeons down to homeless people to your average joe and I've developed a lot of people that I really don't care for it's it's uh it, it took it took a toll on me. I woke up one day and I said, "Man, I just I simply can't do this anymore." Um, I miss doing it, and I still do private events. You know, if they'll have a wedding reception or a party or a band or something. But me doing that grind, uh, breaking up fights and doing everything and watching the I, I can't even get into it. But it just it, at my age, I woke up and I said, "I just can't do it anymore." And I'm still very active with that community, very active. I still help out restaurants. Uh, I help hire. I do all kinds of stuff on the side of what I do today. Bartender's really the psychiatrist that they're made out to be. Uh, yes, actually. Yes, I've uh, – just me alone, I know of about five or six people that are married happily uh, because of me. I've introduced them. If they were going through problems, they would come up to me. Um, I had a senator, a senator, confide in me quite frequently. I'm not going to give away his name, but over the years we developed a friendship. I had judges come in, uh, and they would do their same routine. They would sip on their little whiskey their maker's mark neat smoke a cigar and then discuss about how horrible representation was for one of their murder trials and they're like wes what do you think about it and i said holy shit what do i think about it i'm like uh fry the guy he killed all of them you know <laughs> it's 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 so weird it's so and the celebrities you meet my god the, the the people coming in right before close that are passing through town, you know, it just it's nuts. I, I people wouldn't even believe it. It's just a whole different atmosphere of have, life. You had to have a lot of knowledge about a lot of stuff, or a little bit of knowledge about a lot of stuff. So. Well, that's why I'm here right now. Um, one hundred percent. The reason I'm able to have these conversations with you is because I did that. It was a prerequisite. I 100% believe that in order to graduate high school and college, you have to do nine weeks of service industry working in either a hotel or a restaurant because it toughens you up for real-life people, not behind a keyboard. You get to deal with them. Face to face, it changes you. I agree. That's, yeah, I think it needs to be done. Well, Wes, we'll get into more of that again next week. I've enjoyed it. Thank you again for being here. Absolutely, man. I I really enjoy this, and it's such a blessing to be able to have finally a, a microphone headset and a, a partner 
to do this with on a, on a weekly basis where we can reach out to people that want to listen to us regardless of what kind of day they've had they can enjoy it and to me that's what I look forward to so thank you I've enjoyed it man thank you again we want to thank all of you that listened to this edition of the end of the line podcast by DuckSouth.com <laughs>